Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl podcast. Hey, it's your girl, your hostess with the mostess, Angel Wallace Smiles. AKA that gym girl. Oh my goodness, guys. I'm so fucking excited about today's episode because it's literally me in an episode. Like put together gym anxiety and science. Ah! Literally screaming. Okay, hi. If you guys don't know, I'm a final year Bachelor of Pharmacy honors student who is currently writing her thesis. Yes, queen shit. It's actually not as complicated as it sounds. (laughs) Pharmacy is just remembering drugs and how drugs work. (laughs) And I'm also an online fitness coach. So I work with 12 girls now who we help to overcome their gym anxiety, make them feel confident and strong in the gym. And we give them a program. And by we, I mean I, because I work directly one-on-one with them in every capacity. So even if it's a group program, you still have one-on-one access to me through calls, or if it's a one-on-one like nutrition or training program, um, then yeah, it's one-on-one. If you are interested, please make sure to have a look in the link below. Okay. Hello. If you guys are new here, welcome. If you guys are old here, welcome back. You guys already know the gist. I get so excited for these episodes that I don't even want to tell you about my life and I just want to jump in. But I will do a quick recall. What's been going on in my life? Oh my goodness. I have a huge fucking guest coming on tomorrow not tomorrow. I have a huge fucking guest coming on next week, next week via Zoom. I'm going to tell you, I'm interviewing Lauren Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's literally wild. So yes, that is fucking cool. And I will tell you the story of how I got her on to the podcast in that episode. 
because the the story of how she came onto this podcast, <laughs> you guys are gonna be so embarrassed. What's that saying? Embarrassed, embarrassed, embarrassed. I feel like there's a there's a saying. Anyway, you're gonna be fucking embarrassed. You're gonna be like, Angel, why did you do that? And I'm gonna be like, Girls, I did it for you. <laughs> anyway, you're probably listening to this and being like. Angel, I don't want to hear about your life story. Actually, don't give a fuck. I'm experiencing gym anxiety and I need to get the fuck over it. And I've clicked on your podcast because you said you had the science behind anxiety and you said you had the science behind gym anxiety and you said that you could help me. Yes, I did say those things. So let's get into the episode. (laughs) Just a heads up. Firstly, this episode is going to blow your fucking mind. Secondly, this episode has a lot of science jargon, but I am going to liven it the fuck up And I'm also going to, I don't want to say dumb it down because it's not dumbing it down because people who are listening to this, y'all aren't dumb. But also who wants to listen to a 30 minute podcast with words that are like fucking really fucking long? Like that doesn't sound like a vibe. And you guys already know me. I'm a vibe. I'm here to have fun. So let's liven it up a little bit and make it easy to process and to digest. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to take you along my gym anxiety story and actually weave science into my story. And this will allow you to get the bigger picture of who I am, but also understand that anxiety and gym anxiety, it's actually real. And I know this is so fucking weird to say, but I want to give you validation and confirmation that anxiety actually has some legitimate backing to it. And it's not just this thing that you've made up in your head. Like it's real. And the American Psychological Association, the AMA, they define anxiety. So I'll just read out the fucking definition in case you don't know. And if you do know, then here you go. Fucking enjoy it. (laughs) It's an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. And it's really interesting that they say that because we think of anxiety, we think of like the worry, the rumination. Rumination means like overthinking. And we kind of forget about the physical stuff. But I want you to think about the last time you got anxious. Like maybe you sat there, you felt yourself breathing, you felt your mind kind of whirring, you're like, and then you started like increasing your blood pressure. Maybe you were like shaking or getting tight. Those are the physical changes that have literally come because of anxiety. Like that's fucking wild. People can experience things like sweating, trembling, dizziness, rapid heart uh, beat. Like, what the fuck? And the thing is, it affects so many people. I don't have the statistic, but I just know because I'm a human being, anxiety and gym anxiety affects so many fucking people. And so I want to take you on this journey with me and I want you to come along through my childhood and through my, or more my teen years with me. And I, I'm i going to be chatting about my anxiety and the feelings it had me feeling and the science behind why I was feeling that and the science behind how I overcame that. Because I don't want to just throw these fucking terms at you without actual backing. Because I've done enough of those episodes. You've listened to enough, enough of those episodes, whether it's from me or somebody else. Like I know you've listened to the motivational shit. You've listened to the self-help shit. You've listened to the fucking self-development shit. And don't worry, I've listened to it too. I'm not calling you out. I'm calling me out. I've listened to it. I've read all the fucking books. 
listened to all the fucking podcasts. I've watched all the fucking YouTube videos. But I feel like this one might hit different. This one might actually give you the scientific backing for you to go, oh shit, Angel, I need to implement this into my life. So if you like the vibes already, make sure to click subscribe, give us a cheeky five-star review. Please don't mention how much I'm swearing. If you don't like my swearing, please click out. I'm Australian. I say the word cunt. I will say the word fuck. And that's just how it's going to be. So let's get on with the fucking podcast. Okay, let's go back to 16, 17 year old angel. I fucking hate when Tom does that. My partner, Tom, he'll do like sound effects and it's like an ick for me. And I told him this and he was like, you can't have icks with me. And I was like, yes, I fucking can. I do. I can't help it. So I'm not going to make that whirring sound again. (laughs) We're back in time. 17 year old angel. She has some pimples. She might have like uh, the exact same hairstyle that I have right now. We really haven't changed much. (laughs) And I remember I was walking. I have this gym that was like maybe 500 meters from my house and it's down this huge hill. So I'm putting on my gym stuff. I'm hyping myself up. I'm like, okay, we're going to the gym, Angel. You're in high school. You're in your final year. You've got your prom coming up. Well, I called it formal. You've got your formal coming up. We've got to be hot, babe. That was like why I was going. So walking to the gym, walking, 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 walking. I love walking, by the way. If you haven't walked, you better be walking and listening to this podcast because it's fucking fun. And not for the whole like health shit, for the hot girl shit. Like you feel like a bad bitch when you're walking. Anyway, 17. Walking, 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 walking down the hill. Walking up the hill. I walk past the um, private school. Mm, you know my boyfriend went to that school. This is wild. I always wanted a partner who was like an all boys rugby player that like elite. I don't know why. I just found it like attractive. Anyway, I got one of those. So peep angel. Anyway, she's walking. And then I feel like I'm walking fucking forever. <laughs> it's not a hike. It really isn't that far. I don't know why I'm walking for so long. Anyway, I get to the gym. I have my fob because I signed up. I've had this gym pass for like fucking seven months and I've been once. (laughs) So I go in and I feel like sick to my stomach. Like if you didn't know that I was a well human being who was healthy, you would have thought I had like a virus. Like I literally was like, I'm going to be sick. Like I could feel this feeling in the bottom of my stomach and I was sweating and I was like, clammy and my heart was like doof, 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 doof. and I was just feeling like hyper vigilant I was like I can see everyone everyone's seeing me and it was just like this whole overwhelm and in my mind I was like get the fuck out <laughs> I was like get the fuck out man get the fuck out of there and I didn't I didn't I didn't I have to say 17 year old angel she went through that session she did like two exercises and then she got the fuck out of there but she stayed so good job 17 year old angel I fucking hated that shit But if you've ever experienced anxiety or gym anxiety, you know this feeling. And I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one who was experiencing this. But it's not. It's science. You're not crazy. It's science. (laughs) I'm so sorry for listening to this in headphones because I'm just like whispering in your ear and it's like ASMR. (laughs) So let's talk about what actually was going on in my brain. Because yes, you could see all the physical shit, 
But what was actually going up? Because you think, okay, you're sweating, your heart's increasing, like your blood pressure's increasing, your heart's pounding, all of these physical things are happening. But it's your brain that's controlling it. Like, what the fuck? Our bodies are so weird. Anyway, there is this part of the brain at the front that is called the prefrontal. <laughs> it's called the prefrontal cortex. It's called the prefrontal cortex. I just can't fucking speak. I'm so excited about this gym anxiety. <laughs> and basically, the prefrontal cortex houses the amygdala. And I want you to think of the amygdala as like the fear center of the brain. It's the haunted house. It's the scary. It's like your jumpy friend who just gets triggered and flinches and everything. And she's like on edge all the time. You know that friend? We're going to call her Amy. And I'm sorry if your name's Amy, but like maybe you need to just get over it. Okay. Sorry, Amy. Bye. Anyway, so she's flinching and she's just like this fucking like scared little person. That's Amy or aka amygdala. Now, Amy talks to a few people. She's a bit of a, she's a bit of a floater. She gets around. <laughs> no, not like that. Not like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Anyway, so she talks to the thalamus, which is your hunger cue center. And then she talks to like all your senses, you know, your five senses, you've got your eyes, your ears, your tongue, your nose, your fingers. I feel like there's a sixth one, but I can't remember. <laughs> your fucking, I don't know, your belly button. I don't fucking know. Anyway, shows Amy fear center she's talking to the thalamus the hunger place all your five senses and your hippocampus and hippo he is your memory center so at the moment you got your fear center as like this epi center this middle ground talking to fucking everyone and when you walk into the gym there is so much that's going on maybe your hippocampus your memory center is going oh my god we have this memory of the gym and it's a negative and then All your senses are like, I see the gym. I feel the gym. I'm cold in the gym. I can smell something in the gym. Like all your senses are going off. And then you get this increase in adrenaline. And then you get this increase in cortisol. And cortisol is like our stress hormone. And then we enter the fight or flight response. And I feel like everybody throws this word around like, oh, fight or flight response, fight or flight. Guys, it's a serious topic. It's not here to be thrown around. Okay, so I want to imagine that, what's a really, I don't want to use the lion example. The lion example sucks. No one ever gets chased by a fucking, oh my gosh, I've got the best example. Okay, trigger warning for clowns. (laughs) Can't believe I have to fucking give a trigger warning for clowns. Okay, so on the Gold Coast, there is this theme park called Movie World and every Halloween, they do this night called Fright Night and there's, I've never been because I can't tolerate wanted things so I'm just speaking from a friend (laughs) anyway apparently you go in and there's mazes and there's clowns that like have you know jackhammers and shit and they they, I'm sorry if you're going to sleep or about to go to sleep that's gonna give you nightmares anyway um and they they follow you around like jackhammers and shit so in that moment you're going to experience your fight or flight response one you either get you just fucking run away and you 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 fly away. That's your that's your flight. And you just fucking you're like, nah, fuck you, clown. I'm out of here. I'm gonna fucking get the fuck out of here. And that's your flight. Or you turn around to the clown and you get a fucking like stick and you just whack him over the head with it. That's your fight response. Flight, running away, fight, hitting with the stick. 
Anyway, how the fuck does this relate to the gym anxiety? Well, when you're in the gym and you're getting all of this stimulation overload, you're increasing in adrenaline, increasing in cortisol, your body's like, okay, do I go in there and I fight this and I fucking do the leg press and do the hip thrust or do I flight and I get the fuck out of here, go home, sit on the couch, get my bowl of like mint choc ice cream with the little bits in it and watch the new episode of Kardashians. And look, no judgment. I've been in both scenarios, hence why I know quite a lot about the mint ice cream and Kardashians one. (laughs) But basically, when you're in either or, fight or flight, predominantly the fight one where you're like, no, I'm going to do this, you increase your blood pressure, you increase your heart rate, you're increasing your respiratory rates. You're like, (gasps) you're trying to get air in, (gasps) you know, you're stimulating a nerve in your body called the vagus nerve, which is to do with your stomach and um, gastrointestinal tract. And so basically you might get an upset stomach, diarrhea, constipation. You're getting a shortness of breath because of that respiratory rate and you're sweating and you're just like clammy and every inch of your body is telling you not to fucking hit the clown. Your body is telling you to run. Your body is saying, every inch of your body is saying, do not go into the gym. Do not go. Your body's literally like fucking giving off every single like mechanism it can to be like, angel, don't go further. There's a bad thing in there. And what are you doing? Going into the gym. (laughs) But that's the reality of gym anxiety. It's real. Your body physically doesn't want to be there. It's stimulating because you're thinking that there's fear in there. And I was going to do this at the end, but I'll do it now. And you might be wondering, well, why am I scared of the gym? Like, where did this even come from? And I want us to talk about this thing for a moment called schemas. And schemas are these like mental models that we have. And they're like little boxes. And they basically allow us to organize the world. So we have our memories And we have memories of certain experiences and we're mentally placing all these certain experiences into these schemas. And remember the scheme. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com of the little boxes so putting all of our assumptions about the world into little categories so like you might have your horses schema and you might have your kitchen schema which is like spoons and forks and hot things and maybe you know you stabbed yourself in the hand with a knife so that's in the kitchen one and then you have the driving one where it's like okay I've got to 
put this in the right gear and I have to make sure I'm wearing my glasses because otherwise I'll get pulled over and then if I get pulled over I'm not wearing my glasses I'm gonna get like taken to court and then you have um like lots of different schemas anyway you might have an exercise schema and what that is doing is it's taking all of your memories from any time you've ever exercised and putting it into this mental box called a schema and so maybe when you're a child you we love childhood trauma. Maybe when you were a child, you got left out of PE class or physical ed class. Or maybe when you were a child, you really struggled with that fucking cross country and you were always the last one and you just have this horrible feeling when someone brings up exercise. Or maybe you thought the cool kids were the ones who exercised and not you. And now you're 24 years old and you're trying to exercise, but you have this terrible schema and assumption of exercise in your long-term memory, in the schema. And so what I want to say to you is you're challenging 24 fucking years, wherever old you are, 40, 50, 69, whatever, you're challenging X amount of years of having this schema, this assumption, this mental model of what you think exercise is and how it makes you feel, and you're trying to challenge it overnight. You need to be patient with yourself. And I know why that was a, a lot of jargon I just threw at you. So I'm going to kind of recap. You have schemas. Schemas are these mental boxes or models in your mind where we categorize things. And your exercise schema has taken every experience that you've had and every memory that you have associated with exercise and it's put it in this box. And now you're going to the gym and you're trying to disassociate and fucking dissolve this schema and create a whole new box with all these new memories. That's a hard thing to do. So be patient with yourself. And so that's why it was so hard for 17-year-old Angel to get in the gym. I didn't go to the gym after that. It wasn't until I was like 19 that I went to the gym after that. So let's move forward to 19-year-old Angel. (laughs) I'm going to take you back to COVID. Fuck. Love it. Good times. Anyway, I was at home and COVID was really weird in Australia. We like basically became this bubble So we didn't really have COVID in our country yet. We just kind of cut ourselves off from the rest of the world. Anyway, we're in the COVID bubble and my dad and I are kind of living together with my little sister. And my dad comes to me and he says, hey, I'm going to train with my PT this afternoon or my personal trainer this afternoon. Do you want to train with us? And I was like, no, fuck no. (laughs) I didn't say that term. I said to him, no, like I, I can do it myself. Like I know how to exercise. I don't need a PT to show me how to exercise. I know how to lift weights. <laughs> I actually had no idea. I just didn't want to be exposed to a personal trainer who actually knew what he was doing when I didn't know what I was doing and I was unfit. This, ladies and gentlemen, allows me to introduce some of the ways we can manage gym anxiety. Firstly, I want to give you exposure therapy. (laughs) And just by the name, I really don't need to explain it. It's basically where you expose yourself to increments of the thing. And look, at first, so at first it was really weird. I felt, well, okay. So I said yes to personal training with my dad's PT and him. 
And at first it was like really weird. I was super conscious. Like I was really like, oh, I'm so fucking unfit. But the guy was so lovely and he still is so lovely. And it was good because we started small. The exposure was small and manageable. We started training in my dad's backyard. We had a few sessions together. And after like three sessions, it felt normal. And this was my body creating new experiences with exercise, new neural pathways, which are like all the fucking the the highway of neurons and shit that we have in our brain. I was I was making new roads, baby. I was fucking making new roads and I was carving up the old roads and putting new roads down and I kept trying to go to the gym and I was saying fuck you to the old neural pathways and hello to the new ones. Get out of here shitty ones, in here good ones. <laughs> and that comes back to the schema thing. Like I was saying goodbye to my old schema and my old assumption of the gym. And honestly, that was such a huge trigger in getting me into the gym. And when I say exposure therapy, it sounds so fucking simple, but starting small has evidence and it has, you know, there are studies that have said exposure therapy, exposure therapy, small efforts. That is what I would say is your first step. Small efforts, home workouts, workouts in your garden, a PT that comes to your house, all of those types of things. Start small. Now, (laughs) we're going to rewind to a very random point in my life my high school English class and I know this is so random but just hang in with me here so (laughs) we have recapped how anxiety comes about specifically gym anxiety and how it kind of manifests in your brain we've chatted about exposure therapy and the fact that you need to take small steps and now we're in English class with Angel and my teacher has just walked in and I'm in sports excellence class Basically, I loved sport. I wasn't the best at it, but I had just this like undoubtful love of it. And it was kind of my my release. And it wasn't the gym. It was like group sport that I loved. Anyway, this teacher comes in. I think her name is like Mrs. B. I can't remember. And she says, okay, you guys are quite a rowdy bunch. We're going to chat about mindfulness. And she basically, and you can do this if you want here and now, she got us to put our hands on our thighs and put our feet flat on the ground because we're sitting in a chair and we all had to close our eyes and we had to focus on the breath going in and out of our nose and she wanted us to focus on the moment that the breath goes in and out like that exact tiny little crossover and whenever anything came into our mind like a, a random thought we had to just let it go by and recenter ourselves to that like breath. So the exercise was that your mind would wander and then you'd be able to come back to center and focus. And <laughs> at the start, everyone thought it was so weird. Like we were like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Like why, literally, why the fuck are we doing this? And upon reflection, I have used that technique oh, literally countless times in my life when I've had anxiety whether it's related to the gym or just life in general. And so what I would say to you is if you haven't, please try mindfulness. There is two two that I really like. Mindful breathing. So that's where you sit somewhere, you're focusing on your breath, um, 
Maybe you'll focus on like deep in, um, sorry, maybe you'll focus on deep, deep exhalations or deep inhalations or mindful stretching. So it's where you stretch and you focus on your breathing whilst like stretching your different parts of your body. And research has actually shown the relationship between respiration, emotions, and the influence that respiration and breathing has on that fight and flight response. And they literally said here, we propose that these breath, sorry, we propose that these breathing techniques could be used as first line treatments for stress, anxiety, and some emotional disorders. Like what the fuck? And you're literally, this is coming from a fucking soon to be pharmacist. Like I'm pro medication personally, but it does take up to eight weeks for some of these anti-anxiety medications to actually kick in. And if you're having gym anxiety, like you probably don't need fucking medication. I didn't need medication. If you're just having gym anxiety, and when I say just, I mean, you know, as opposed to major generalized anxiety that infiltrates all other aspects of your life. If you're solely experiencing anxiety when you're in the gym, seriously, practice mindfulness in your car. Like I swear to God, it will recenter you. It will lower your cortisol. This is literally the chat I had with Dr. Jen Fraboni, who is that physical therapist. She was talking about breath work and how it actually lowers your cortisol. Like it made me feel fucking amazing. And so the last thing that I really want to chat to you about is a management or a treatment for anxiety, which is sometimes a bit scary, but I'm going to break it down and make it very, very simple and manageable for you. Cognitive behavioral therapy. And do not click out. Like sis, I see you being like, what the fuck is this cognitive behavioral therapy? What the fuck is she talking about? Let's just call it CBT. So CBT is this treatment that psychologists, maybe psychiatrists use on their patients. And when I was Googling it, it was seeming so overcomplicated and so scary. Like, what does that even fucking mean? What does it look like? I couldn't, I couldn't get a gist of it. And so after rummaging through, I've kind of created a three-step guide to my fake pseudo version. And it's really not that scary. Like cognitive behavioral therapy is basically, let's break it down. Cognitive, that's your thoughts. Behavioral, the way you're acting. Therapy, trying to help you. So what it's basically looking at is how your thoughts influences your behavior And we're looking at a way to manage that. And so the three-step guide utilizing this concept is challenging your thoughts to center them and to rationalize them and to change yourself from having that like catastrophic, over-the-top, dramatic thought process. Three steps. One, acknowledge your unrational, or sorry, (laughs) I can't even speak fucking English. (laughs) One, acknowledge your irrational or unproductive thoughts. You're walking in the gym. Fucking every single rumination and overthinking thought is coming into your mind. He's looking at me. They think this about me. They think that about me. Stop. Acknowledge these thoughts. Become so fucking self-aware of them. Because there's so many times we'll just think so autopilot. You know that time where you're driving home from work and then you get home and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? I don't remember actually thinking about any of the turns. Did I stop at a traffic light? Did I go through the traffic light? Oh my fucking God. 
did I check for bikes on my left? Like you were on autopilot and we do that so often with anxiety and self-judgment. Acknowledge the irrational thought. And I understand you might think it's not irrational. And so I'm not here to pose judgment on you. I'm just saying the thought that is consuming you, acknowledge it. The second step, challenge it. Now, this is going to take a little bit of time, but I really want you to go, is that person really looking at me? Like, is that actually true, Angel? Like, is everybody here actually acknowledging me and actually staring at me and actually look around? Like, acknowledge the thought you're having and actually test it. Be like, okay. Is everybody, like, really fucking challenge yourself. Imagine that there's two people inside your brain. There's the rational you and there's the anxiety you. And I want you to continuously challenge and question whether or not they're rational and then the third last step in the guide is the mental manipulation and this is a part that it took me so fucking long to get to this point and it's not something you're going to do overnight because that's just not realistic but it's acknowledging the thought challenging the thought and then actually replacing the thought and that is cognitive behavioral therapy you are actually converting this thought and fully rationalizing it and replacing it with something legitimate okay you go in the gym fuck everybody here fucking thinks I'm so unfair you look around oh well not everybody here is fucking shredded and a bodybuilder cool I'm challenging that thought lastly oh actually I'm chill to be here I'm I'm fit enough like doesn't fucking matter and I think that when we're building up anxiety in our head we think that the cure or the treatment or the management has to be this huge grand thing and the sad frustrating fact is the treatment or cure or management or whatever the fuck you therapy you want to call it is so simple it's so fucking simple and that's so frustrating and it's consistency and simplicity and I guess that's kind of what the gym is itself people will think the gym is fucking rocket science it's not The gym is consistency, putting down, picking up weights and going for a long period of time. That is how you overcome your gym anxiety. You get the thought, you challenge the thought, you convert the thought, you do it again and again and again and again and again and again again. until you totally fucking manipulate and convert your schema, remember, your schema and create a whole new one. So there you go. That is the science behind gym anxiety, the science behind how I overcame my gym anxiety. I honestly hope that you took something important or helpful away from this episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it. I genuinely wholeheartedly believe this episode could change somebody's life. And if you yourself have felt impacted by this, feel free to reach out to my DMs. I love chatting with you. I love celebrating you. I would love to celebrate you and I think what you're doing by even listening to this episode is important and profound and you're taking the right steps and you're showing initiative into overcoming your gym anxiety and really becoming that badass gym girl that I know you are or gym guy, whatever you identify, gym person. Um, So yeah, okay, well, I'm going to love you and leave you. Have an absolutely fabulous day. Follow us on Instagram, by the way, family. Because if you're not, 
I'm very, very fun over there. <laughs> okay, have a fabulous day. If you haven't done something for yourself, please go and do it. You know you fucking deserve it. You deserve the world, so give it to yourself first. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.